Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. All right, you're listening to 91.3 Lagos Talks. So we have... um, we have our usual period on on Thursdays like this where we get to think, you know, we get to open the the thinking caps. It doesn't matter how the cap looks like, just wear it, and that's the most important thing. Right here on ninety one point three, my name is Kola Wally, and this evening I'm in good company. I feel super safe. I told them before the even before we turned on the mic that I'm feeling so safe because I'm within the company of medics. Although you might not be getting that aspect of them this evening on the show the idea is to guide our thoughts and um, approach life from a more logical angle that's the whole essence of critical thinking here on lagos talks 91.3 so zeal is uh, not available today but um, we're going to be having some more amazing uh, voices uh, on the show this evening i've got olainka Cynthia, Otis, and Grace. So I'm wondering who I would uh, give the mic to because this is the first time we're having them in the building. Um, so let me start from my left. She was struggling with the mic just some seconds ago. We were able to sort that out. How are you doing? I'm good. And you? Very well. Welcome to 91.3. Thank you for having me. You want to reintroduce yourself? You're Grace, right? So tell us about you quickly. My name is Grace. I'm a nurse. Okay. I work with First Cardiology Consultants. Okay. Good to have you. Welcome. Thank Let's you. move to the gentleman on her left. Hi. Uh, I, 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 I always thought that I said the ladies come first. Uh, <laughs> well, but well, well, a, la- a lady came first. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, my, <laughs> my, my name is Otis Eike. I am a public health specialist. I'm also mm-hmm. into uh, one, one amongst the business team of First Cardiology. Okay. It's nice to be here, and uh, I guess we're going to uh, have a very wonderful conversation here definitely, today. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Good to have you, Otis. Thank you. All right, and let's move to another lady. Okay. Hello, Lagos. Uh-huh. Good evening. Okay. <laughs> I'm Dr. Lyonka. I'm a medical officer with First Cardiology Consultants, and it's good to be on the show this evening. Okay, good to have you join us. And uh, last but not the least, a liaison person. Yes, hi. In a way. <laughs> How are you doing? Hello, Lagos. Hi. Thanks, Kolawuli, for having us. Um, yeah, my name is Cynthia Egbai. I am the practice manager for First Cardiology Consultant and also administrator for Healthy Head Foundation. All right. Um, I mean, it's a pleasure. I'm sure you're wondering why. Is this a health show? Well... It is not a health show, but today it's intentional. We want to have people who are, you know, specialists in this field um, so that we can have thought processes from an informed angle. And today's uh, topic on critical thinking is on something quite popular. It is on the idea of well-being. So when you think about well-being, you probably have a concept in your head um, and sometimes it's subjective. I mean, I'll give an example. Decades ago, or perhaps, yeah, decades ago, say more than 50, 60 decades ago, the idea of a healthy human being 
in Nigeria, in rural Nigeria, was someone who was plump, you know, someone who was fat, someone who was very plus-sized. And then over time, the idea, because of, of course, enlightenment and education, globalization, we got to realize that maybe we need a second thought on what well-being is all about, um, or a healthy person actually is. And then we realize that there are deeper things you need to confirm to ensure that someone is indeed healthy, you know, and not just uh, how the person looks on the physical. You know, so we realize that you can you can have your BMI messed up if you're not watching that. You could have some underlying ailments that could produ- that could be a reason why you're falling sick, and you could look like you're healthy, and so on and so forth. So um, it took critical thinking. It took enlightenment. It took education for us to get to a point where we're more enlightened. We we approached it, and it's the way societies. Uh, develop you know at, at some point you you retest and do some research and then you realize that there's a greater knowledge than what we had or what you had prior so we're going to still dwell on this whole idea of well-being and our discussants this evening will be waiting in because this is where they thrive in terms of uh, their profession okay but we'll look at things from a more logical angle like we always do and we would have an overview of what well-being is all about, an overview from their different point of views, and what could change for the future. So I'll start with um, Otis now. Okay. And I'll go around. Hmm. So when you think about well-being, uh, what comes to mind for you personally? I, I know you're you're in the, you're a medical pra- practitioner, but when you think about well-being, what comes to mind? Okay, so when it comes to well-being, it encompasses uh, both your mental state, your social, physical, and a lot more. So um, I feel presently what we are more concerned about is basically physical. In looking look at the context of uh, Nigeria, mm-hmm. we look more okay. Probably if I have a headache or if I have a pain in my chest, okay, mm-hmm. friend, this is the time I have to go and see a doctor. But uh, the, the fact here is, it's even beyond that. Yeah. When you look at the stress, for example, in using Lagos for an, as, as, as an example, a lot of people are having mental breakdowns, psychological issues. A lot of people are having different kind of issues that are not necessarily physical or things they can easily pinpoint. And at that point, you, you, you want to say the, the general well-being is not really in check. So well-being is an overall check in terms of physical, social, mental health, and every other thing. So when someone say, I am healthy, I am well, it's, it's even more than what we think. So mm. how well do you, for example, how well do you sleep? There's Lagos where everybody okay. wakes up as, yeah. as, as early as. Like that's, I, that's I, a big I, I woke up three thirty this morning just to go and get fuel. So you're even part of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> so okay. when you look at these things, it's people say it's it's part of life. It's how it is. But I feel a lot of us needs to be sensitized and have this orientation mm. that when it comes to well-being, it cuts across board, and it's not just about my physical well-being. But it's also more about my emotional well-being. There are a lot of people who are going through emotional uh, disorders. They have probably most of, most people have probably those just come of a relationship or yeah. they got heartbroken. You know, emotional, have, uh, yeah, emotional trauma, <laughs> emotional problem, traumatized. I know. <laughs> so all of these put together, I feel mm-hmm. well-being is having 
your whole general uh, uh your general outlook for everything yeah. physical social mental psychological and otherwise so that's my take when it comes to total well-being so so do you think we should look at well-being with a more holistic approach because you spoke about the emotional aspect and i think some days ago i was speaking to someone about mental health right which is a very key area in 2024 you know back in the day and i like to compare what obtained back in the day even just even now Mm -hmm. it's like uh unheard of to talk about mental health and people have an idea of someone who is mentally unwell that once you're mentally unwell it's glaring that you can see that somebody's mentally and it's not true Mm -hmm. some people can be talking to you normally (laughs) and they're not well mentally yeah true you know I would say, and I would argue that a lot of people in Lagos are not mentally well, because I'm telling you because because my idea of of mental well um, health is is mental your mental health is like a spectrum. If you're not careful, you're going to be on the left side of things, and then you know. I think it's most times when you get to the extreme that you now see someone removing his clothes and walking on the bridge, and and mumbling nonsense. But it's it's deeper than that. So I'm just going to go to Dr. Lainka now. Um, I know you're not, I don't, I don't think you are, um, a mental health specialist, but nonetheless, I'm sure you must have done some sort of training in that regard. Yeah. Um, first of all, what's your idea of well-being and how do you think, how do you think you can gauge, uh, Lagosians on the average when it comes to how they're faring in that regard? Okay. So talking about well-being, I like Otis's angle. Um, we talked about just beyond the physical health is not just about your physical um, well-being. There's the emotional part. There's the mm. social part. There's the mental part as well. So my concept of well-being is, is more like a balance. Okay. Maintaining a balance in the midst of all this. You um, We're using Lagos as, a, as an example. I mean, whew, living in Lagos <laughs> takes a toll on you in every aspect. Physical health, mental health, emotional health. I mean, you cannot be driving on the streets of Lagos and not um, have a face-off at least once a week with mm. someone. That contributes to your stress levels. So, so, so we're contributing to our mental um, unwellness. In a yes, way. yes. And then there's the physical part too that living in Lagos contributes to it. Have you, mm. um, I don't know if you've looked at the levels of pollution oh recently. My days. It's been over the roof. If you compare that to some other areas of Nigeria, Lagos in particular, I guess it's because it's an industrial um, city, mm. um, has way higher levels of pollution. And of course, all of this contributes to our fiscal health too. So my idea of well-being is more like a balance, maintaining a balance, a balance of mm. um, awareness, prevention, seeking intervention early mm. across all boards, physical, mental, emotional health. So you mentioned awareness. It's quite interesting. And I want um, to take it to uh, Cynthia now. Um, an average Lagosian will not agree with you. They're not, they're not mentally okay. Or if you tell them they're not, they're not, they're not well mentally, they're going to fight with you. You know? There's that, uh, there's that predisposition to... There's a word I'm looking for now. You know, you're living in denial. So... The fact is you're not well if you see an average Joe on the road and instead of maybe breaking for them to cross, maybe you're passing through a street and then there's a zebra crossing. Instead of waiting for them to cross, 
You don't even think about that. But you see it there, but you drive over it. You don't. They are the ones that have to wait for you to pass, not the other way around. <laughs> you know, on the average, I mean, it's not a normal thing to do because you know what that means. You know what the zebra crossing means. You know you're meant to, once there's a pedestrian on the zebra crossing, you're meant to wait for them to pass. That's what, that's, that's common knowledge for drivers in Lagos. But you go there, you disregard it, and then you don't even think about it. And then, and ask you, are you mentally okay? And then you take it as an insult. But in actual fact, if you think deeply, you're not okay. Mm-hmm. Mentally. Agreed. Uh, so, so I just want to get your own um, take on this whole well-being <laughs> thing and awareness, you know. Um, where does it start from when it comes to the pursuit of, of well-being for you? Uh, well, Yinka stole my, Yinka stole my line because I was going to say balance as well. Really? Being as, <laughs> as I'm a mom, I, I usually say pick your battles. Okay. Right? So it's balance. It's actually, that's what it is. Because then you have the social, you have the mental, you have the physical. You're dealing with yourself. You're dealing with a number of other people. She mentioned driving on the road. You are driving for yourself, for the person in front of you. So mm. it's calculating all of that and just having that balance. So for me, the well-being is holistic, yes. But then you just need to decide which way you want to go and just speak, speak Is there a reason it. why people are defensive when it comes to their well-being? Yes, I would say. because Is it a cultural thing? <laughs> it's a cultural thing. What you mentioned about zebra crossing and all of that. I was going to say, you know how you have people travel... Yeah. And whilst they're abroad, they're following the rules, they're, they're sticking to it, they're normal. There you <laughs> okay. go. And the moment, they, I don't know, they inhale <laughs> Nigeria. The, mo- the, mo- the moment they get back here. Africa. There has to be some sort of protocol. Um, I don't know, drive. Pollution. Oh my days. <laughs> because they just get back and then everything switches. This is someone that was complying with everything that was going on while they were in France or wherever. Mm. But the moment they get back into Murtala Mohammed. Mm. They just so forget that, that force, so, yeah. yeah, okay. They're supposed to be in the queue. It's okay. pushing and screaming. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's the defensive nature of us here, I guess. But everyone just mm. has one thing. You said it. Most people in Lagos have a level of mental issues, but we've actually come mm. to realize now. I think following from COVID, I would say mm. that was at that time was when I realized that people are actually now opening to having these conversations, mm. wanting to seek some level of treatment, therapy sessions, yeah, things like that. Um, so come back to Grace. Because I think that um, one thing that could make people more comfortable speaking about their well-being holistically, mental, physical, everything, is maybe people that they look up to championing the cause. You know, maybe they're celebrities or they're mentors and all of that. So a lot of times, I know people listen to the radio and in my little capacity, I like to say, oh, this weekend, I'm going to go see a therapist or I'm going to go see, talk to my my shrink or whatever, you know. Let's normalize it because, of course, obviously, I'm not on the road walking naked. So, I'm not your concept of a, a lunatic or someone who is mentally challenged and all of that. But, like I said, I think it's a spectrum, you know. It doesn't just, you don't just jump from... Uh, wellness to um, sickness. You know, there's, there's some things that happen, maybe external factors. Yeah. There's, I know you guys are in the line of, of medicine. Um, maybe pathogens um, interact with your body and then your body incubates the, the bacteria or whatever. Maybe in the space of a fortnight, it's becoming something else. Your immune system cannot handle it and then it breaks down. Am I 
speaking yeah. in your language, oh, Grace? Sure, sure, sure you are. Really are <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, so, so I, I would love for you guys to enlighten us more on 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 this. You know, the the tra- the trajectory of wellness and and what the what the right approach should be going forward. I spoke about you know our our mentors championing the cause of wellness, but but what's what's your own approach to it? Um. So basically, I I want to look at wellness at the point of the individual. Mm. You can talk about it without the individual's contribution, the level of their awareness, and how much they are willing and ready to mm. help themselves. Mm. Because you cannot, there's only little that you can do if the individual is not participatory. Mm. So that's where, um, like, autistic wholesomeness mentally physically emotionally mentally and like inka and cynthia mentioned balance so if the individual is not participatory in all of those there's little to which an external person can do so it starts from you it starts from you so it starts from you knowing that okay this is and this is me being well and you knowing when you're beginning to deviate Mm. from the curve when you're moving from the positive or you say the right side to the left side. So knowing yourself, you'll know that, okay, this is not a balance. This is not me. I'm beginning to overreact. Mm, there's a problem somewhere. It's just like sometimes mm. when we walk marathon hours. Mm. Um, personally, I've seen myself taking many cups of coffee. And I say, oh, I've had three cups of coffee today. I'm going to the fifth one. No, this is not no my need to shut down i need to take a break so that is me being aware of myself because i know that i'm beginning to get to a harm level so mm. i take a break and rest so it has to do with the individual you know, regardless of who champions their awareness if the people are not ready to take participate in the direction there's mm. little or nothing we can do we have many hospitals we have many healthcare centers but what is the level of usage mm. How many people go there? How many people go for the regular checkups? As simple as checking your blood pressure, your blood sugar. You tap somebody on the road and ask, what's your blood sugar today? They have no idea. They don't even know what you're talking about. So the awareness has to start with us knowing that, okay, there's something called health. There's something called being well. I need to be well. So knowing that you need to be well, the next question is, what do I need to do to be well? So you see, the inquisition Mm. starts and before you know it, they now start looking for who the thing knows better than they do. Mm. And they begin to now look up to mentors, look up to the celebrities or whoever that is championing that cause. So it has to start from the person. If the person is not willing and is not ready, there is nothing much that can be done. If the government builds all the hospitals in the world and the people are not ready to use the facilities, it all mm. goes to waste. So it starts with the person. Then awareness has a role to play too because mm. if you are aware that okay i have to be well okay it starts from there so mm. not just the celebrities championing yeah. everybody in the churches the mosque the street flyers handbills mm. and even discussing it among your peers interested so there's mm. a lot that can be done and that we can do to create this awareness and again the individual like the BMI is a statistic that will calculate as per individual. Yeah, because There's we all general, have different. Yes, we all have know, different body different, weight. So yeah, just exactly, like the so. BMI, mm. wellness has to be individualized. 
what is a norm for me could be an abnormality for someone. Personally, if my blood pressure goes uh, about one above 120, I start to feel headache. That's high for me. Oh. So, <laughs> so let me quickly ask. Is the so blood that, pressure thing very, is very key, very important because we had AFCON just some uh, weeks, ago weeks ago that yes. broke our hearts, right? So I, I could say <laughs> I was super heartbroken because I was looking forward to it. But anyway, um, and quite tragically, we had a lot of people who slumped. Right. And that right. takes us yeah. to... I had some people died even. Yeah, that, that takes us to this issue of our cardiovascular health. Yeah. Right? And because I know I have cardiologists in the building, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, try, we'll try not to be so nerdy with, with the old thing. But what did you make of the old drama? Let me start with um, Dr. Lion Canal. <laughs> what did you make of it? We're watching football and some people were dying somewhere. <laughs> I mean, quite ironic. Just, <laughs> just when you mentioned that, it, it brought to my mind once again, you know, earlier we talked about how um, your health is kind of interrelated. Mm. The emotional and mental part yeah. is all related to yeah. the physical part. So it's very likely that, very likely, um, mark my words, that one or two of those people who slumped and unfortunately passed away would have had some underlying Issue. medical conditions that they and were they not know. aware of. Yeah. Um, but you see, they were fine up until that moment. So yeah. what changed at that moment? They were watching football. They were mm. very excited. Yeah. They were nervous. Yeah. Their body was in a, uh, what we call Shooting flight or adrenaline. fight response. And that actually affects um, fiscal health. Um, a lot of people don't um, understand the role that I- your emotions play on your fiscal health. Mm. Um, I don't know if you are aware, actually, that there are some types of heart attacks that we call heartbreak heart attacks. Yeah. That come from an intense emotional feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so someone can literally just slump from getting that broken oh, yes. by, yes, the, by actually, the spouse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are yes. you serious? Yeah. So your 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 emotional health has a huge role on your physical health as well. Mm. So um, a couple of those cases could have just been some underlying um, medical condition that they may or may not have been aware of. That at that point in time. Um, the the last straw was an intense mm. emotion that they were having. I mean, mm. the match was 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 a lot <laughs> of people. I know people that decided they were not going to watch the match. I didn't watch the sleep. match. <laughs> I literally had a, a had blood pressure monitor with me when I was watching. <laughs> really? I'm not even joking. I, I, watch I, I watched the match, at my friend's but I place. I made sure I was taking care of my dad because he's a retired coach. So whenever Nigeria plays, is always it's so and I got a lot of people were calling me. their folks because my folks are old. Uh, so I'm like. I, Mommy, called I, will match, you know. I called my father. I called. You know. Um, I'm sure my dad watched it anyway. He doesn't want. He's a stubborn man like that. Oh. But but you know, I, I know both of them and their health situation. Of course, when you get older, your cardiovascular health is is more perhaps uh, volatile. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you need to take pay more attention to it yeah. as yeah, one ages. Um, yeah. You know. So. Yeah, I, I, like um, when I called my dad that very day and I said, are you watching the match? He said, yes. I said, please don't have so much anticipation. Don't. He said, oh, of course, he's made up his mind that he's not mm. going to expect so much. So I think expectation is another thing that affects our emotions a lot. So he wasn't going to expect mm. so much and whatever happens, he's <laughs> but what, what do you guys think about... But what, what do you guys think about approaching life with... Hope for the best and expect the worst. Yeah. Because personally, when when I tell people I I have that mentality, they're like, oh, you're not positive. I'm like, I'm hoping that I win, but 
I'm preparing for me to lose. I think that's a protective defense. Mm. You're protecting yourself, not just your emotions. Mm. You're protecting yourself from experiencing the worst. Because when you think that way, when you have that approach to life, it makes you, whenever, whatever happens, you can bear the shock. And you can carry mm. on and move on easily. It will be easy. The grief won't be extended. Yeah. So you mentioned something, um, Grace, the other time about awareness. Um, I was talking about well-being and all of that. It's also individual. We all have different vitals that need to be normalized. And it varies. Not by much. We are human beings. We're not different species. We're, we're different we're oh, yeah. human beings. So it shouldn't be by much. Um, but when it comes to heart health, is there a range when it comes to what the vitals are? Um, can you tell that you have an underlying problem by just sitting down somewhere and looking? Or are there issues when it comes to heart health that happen under the radar and it's only when there's a sort of like a trigger that you realize that there's a problem somewhere? So I'm trying to look for the best way to answer this so I don't speak so nerdy and these are the big, big words. I use like, more small grammar. <laughs> like for the heart, there are certain things that when we begin to see them in the blood, we know that something is definitely wrong. Like mm. uh, when there's a heart attack, there's certain enzymes that are released into the bloodstream that tells us that the heart is being injured. That's uh, the troponin. Okay. So it has a normal value. So when we begin to see values about 50, 100,000, some people go as high as 2,000 thereabouts. So we know that definitely there's something So wrong. a blood test can reveal that? Yes. But before a blood test can reveal that, there are certain symptoms that comes with it. Chest pain, breathlessness, and stuff like that. But for the blood pressure, which is uh, very dynamic, the blood pressure of a child is different from that of an adult. The blood pressure of a woman is different from that of a, a man. And the blood pressure of the elderly or elderly people are quite different. So it varies. So those things, are, that's again where individuality comes into play. And age brackets and uh, gender and stuff like that. So there's a grouping for certain things. Same as blood sugar. These are the basics. Cholesterol levels. So there's a limit of cholesterol that you have in your body and it's healthy. And then there's, once you got, start to go off balance, so definitely there's no way we can know if we don't check. Mm. So the core thing to do is to always check. Have your regular health checks, the basic ones that you can do and is, is av- uh, readily available in most hospitals. Okay, you're listening to 91.3. This is Lagos Talks. My name is Kola Wale, and this is Critical Thinking. Uh, we're just trying to um, conceptualize the idea of well-being and um, we, we now know that sometimes it's, uh, it takes the individual drive to begin this process. And uh, I think most importantly is to know what well-being is, what good health is, what a positive well-being is, and what, negative, uh, what a negative, negative situation possibly is. Because only that would you know that you are um, at risk of some sort of health complication. Um, so I'm going to stick to this health, heart health thing because um, we we have cardiovascular experts in in the room this evening. Um, what are the numbers saying generally in Nigeria when it comes to heart health? Hmm. Um. So 
Before we talk about the numbers, I just wanted to make reference to something you talked about earlier, which was more like a trajectory. I wanted to mention that um, usually, or most times, people don't just wake up suddenly and develop a heart attack overnight. Mm. Most times there's been a build-up over months, over years of risk factors or things that predispose them to that point. So most times it doesn't happen in two weeks or a month even. So there's mm. been a process and that's where what Grace um, said comes into play. Awareness. You don't have to wait till you feel ill to just go check, get yourself checked at any um, mm. nearby facility. So back to the numbers um, in Nigeria, what we see um, recently is that, um, especially at our facilities and many other cardiology facilities across Lagos, is that we've been seeing younger and younger people coming with um, cardiac emergencies. Um, we used mm. to know what we were taught in school was that... Oh, your risk, uh, fact, your risk yeah. is higher when you're, when you're old. older than 40. And mm. heart disease is only for older people. You that know, was but the orientation. You know? <laughs> that was the orientation. But we're seeing younger and younger people as in young their 30s. As young as 19. I'm, what's I mean, causing this? Is it a lifestyle? It's, it's like an emergency lately. We've, we've is seen it diet a lot of, related? A lot the, of it has to do with lifestyle. Lifestyle. Okay. Yes. Um, there's been sort of a transitioning of our diets over the last few decades yeah. into um, a form of westernized diet that's higher in um, processed foods. Um, mm. higher in saturated fat content yeah. and these are things and there's also been a reduction in level of physical activity yeah. reduction in consumption of fresh Salts. foods and vegetables increased mm. consumption of salt yeah. these are um, lifestyle changes that have affected health generally um, mm. and I mean it's, it's really really been crazy young people that would have said had no risk factors. Yeah. Maybe they even checked. Maybe some of them even checked their blood pressure, and it's been normal. Yeah, and their blood sugar is normal, and all they had was maybe they were overweight, or mm. had a family history somewhere, and they weren't really paying much attention to their lifestyle choices, and then they had an emergency. So I mean, um, being aware uh, it goes a long way. Mm. Being aware of the lifestyle choices you need yeah. to make, knowing that these lifestyle choices may not necessarily pay you now. But yeah. in the next five, ten years, they can pay you. You can develop the time at which you develop... You can delay, rather, the time at which you develop diabetes, for example, by a few years by making the right lifestyle choices. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Interesting. Yes. I don't know what Otis thinks about this, though. Well, you know. she she's actually uh, said it all. You know, uh, I, I, I want to hit on, on pay influence. You know, a lot of people, they are actually influenced into several lifestyles, like smoking, uh, taking uh, alcohol and also the parents have a lot to do in terms of um, being aware of uh, the proper uh, dieting for children you know uh, nowadays we see you see a, a, a mom takes a child to uh, a mall or a supermarket and child wants to pick things that can uh, that, that, that are not healthy so and also the kind of food that this the children or the kids take to school their their packs their oh. their food packs okay, the lunch packs their lunch packs yeah how healthy are these, i mean there's, there's a balance <laughs> maybe maybe i don't know economic economic factors that yeah. affect the, the the quality of the lunch packs um, i know back in the day people would take proper meals and then be some fruits on the side and stuff oh. like that <laughs> but but nowadays yeah. you give them money to go and buy junk at, yeah. you know during you know lunch time so I mean, many factors, of course, yeah. come into play with the way I see things. Then this, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. it, it's a whole lot. In some schools, they actually make it mandatory where you have fruit days. So if you 
fruit, have fruit days. Fruit days, yes. So if you have, um, <laughs> if you have uh, a day where the lunch packs, kids always come with the juice boxes, the Capri Suns, and and some tops of this world. And then you have days where it's mandatory in school, no juice pack. It mm. has to be fruit. So everyone has to get involved. That's the only way it works. It takes a village, you say, to raise a child, right? So if we're talking about mm. the children showing up now, 19-year-olds with heart issues, it's triggered from so many different things. The peer pressure is there where mm. you feel, oh, this guy is doing this thing. I'm I want to do as well. Yeah. Um, parents now, some parents are just very much focused career-wise. Career, so yeah. Not spending so much time with the kids, the nannies, the in place to manage. So mm. all of those things come into play. But at the end of the day, it's... You cannot fault a mom for wanting to progress in her career. She just needs to pay more attention to what. What have mm. you left your child with? What directives mm. have you given? All the information. And all of that. that so have. being aware, awareness is very key. And knowing and how and where to chip in on whatever mm. is very required. So, so let, let's strike a chord that might, you know, make some people feel uncomfortable right now. <laughs> uh, Sit on that table. So <laughs> let, let's talk about um, your... Uh, Long health. So people smoke in Lagos a lot. Um, but then again, I don't know, for whatever reason, some people have different realities as, as part of the risks involved in having being a smoker. You know, some people smoke tobacco and some people smoke other things that are illegal, right? Um, and then they'll tell you that, I mean, there was one barber like that. Uh, my brother was telling me about him. Um he was because my brother was i think he was in school then so you know they would call scholars or people in school students alakowi alakowi and the man used to smoke i think it was their landlord in their hostel or something and man used to smoke but it was very close with with him so my, my brother would tell him ah, bye bye mama efisigale efisigale you know meaning um stop smoking and smoke stop smoking and the man would reply and say, because I think it was in his 80s, maybe late 80s then. Ah, something was killing So the man would say, the man would say, Emile Fisigaleo, Sigalo Mafimile. There you go. So that, that means I've been smoking since, blah, 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 since you, before they you gave birth to your day, father, exactly. I've been smoking. You know? And in, in, indeed, the man is in his 80s, and that's well, way beyond the life expectancy on the average nowadays. Oh, and yeah. he has a strong argument that, cigarettes cannot kill him so um is his mentality keeping him alive or what exactly is going on with people because it's, it, it makes it harder to convince smokers to stop smoking that's quite different you know they will say something else will kill you one yeah. thing will kill you the mentality definitely plays a, a in your well-being part. yeah i believe yeah. so because I'm so if you have a strong mentality you could well i will lucky. say you <laughs> that, but i know i have seen people well being in healthcare for what going on almost 15 20 years I've had patients that come through and after running tests, right, they're told you don't have, nothing is wrong with you. Okay. So initially they might have gotten a wrong diagnosis and they have just sat with it. Most times it's financially related. So they don't have funds to mm. go do a second opinion or to progress to the next stages of what care they require. And subsequently they visit wherever else and they're told, oh, we've gone through this test. Nothing is wrong with you. But in all that time, they were told initially that they mm. had whatever. Let's use the word. Let me use. Let me say cancer, for instance. In the time where they were told, "Oh, you have cancer," they have in their head already started. Oh, that stomach pain that I have is cancer. So I'm eating. I'm throwing up. Mm. I'm throwing up. I have cancer. I can't sit properly. I have cancer. 
So it mm. in their head is messing it up, right? So yes, mentality the mentality definitely plays a huge mm. part, but that is not all that it is because okay. you sit with it, it does you positivity. When you have when we have patients coming in for surgery for instance, we always say when we do the counseling, you need to be in a good mind state. Mm. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. It helps you get out of whatever. If you're going through things, if you're depressed, the moment you start to fizzle out whatever it is mentally, you get better. So the mental part of it definitely plays a huge part. So I was, okay. But that's not all it is. <laughs> okay, so let, let me just chip this in before um, someone else um, contributes on this. Um, don't mind me how I get to know these things. I just try to um, read stuff sometimes. Do you guys get involved in this placebo effect thing? So um, I'm on the bed or maybe I'm, I'm sick. And the Nigerian means saying, God forbid. So, God forbid. Mm-hmm. I'm sick. <laughs> um, Say but, it. Okay. I'm a Nigerian, so God forbid. Yes, sir. My enemy is sick. It's not your partner. And then, and then um, you know, the doctor is saying, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. We've given you this. Mm-hmm. But they didn't give you anything. They just mm-hmm. give you maybe water or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it looks like they give you a pill or a drug mm-hmm. or some medication. Mm-hmm. Does it work? Is it a thing? Oh, yeah. There's a medical explanation to that. There's something we'll call psychosomatic effects, psychosomatic conditions or psychosomatic reactions. Mm. So it's just uh, uh, um, your brain transferring the information it has to your body system. So relating... So it it contributes to you to recovering from whatever it is you... So like... um, the one uh, one we talked about us uh, smokers. This morning I was listening to a, a podcast on spirituality and how it affects everything. So uh, the Sharma gave an instance whereby you tell someone that they are sick or they shouldn't eat something, this and that is going to affect them. And the person goes on to eat that particular thing they ask them not to eat. So it's just them taking over power, taking power back to themselves. So this thing you're meant to kill me, I'll kill you before you kill me. <laughs> what kind of? <laughs> That's what they think until they really get issues. Oh my goodness. But you know, yeah. it goes oh two ways. God. That's what they think until the thing actually kills them. But some people can get away with it. So, and most smokers are like that. They get away with it. And they tell you, last, last, something must kill a man. And you see, I have come to agree to some extent that this something must kill a man mentality, it saves them. For real, because you you find out that they live yeah, the on many years. Any issues? Yeah, because the way the way I see it is, you might not be lucky. You can't tell if you're gonna be lucky. Yeah, you yeah, can't. can't yeah, tell. that's so why I'm not gonna write on your luck. Yes, you so, can't tell who is gonna be lucky or who is gonna. Yeah, go the other and way. you don't even know the kind of lifestyle because you have varied varying lifestyles. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are some things that I might be doing that is gonna keep me alive longer than. I should, yes. even though I smoke. Yes. So I might be someone who exercises yes. or takes fruits and all of that. But the irony of smokers is that they eat healthy. All of them? Most of them. Most of them eat healthy. But, but personally, I've not seen, I don't think I've seen a lot of, I've seen old smokers, you know, people, um, I've not really seen someone, and I, I know that smokers are liable to die young. I'm putting it out clear. Even though they write it on the on the pack, it doesn't stop care. them from buying it. Yeah. It doesn't stop it. It doesn't d- deter anyone from buying it. So, 
it's, it makes it harder to convince them otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the twist. So broadly speaking, the brain has a way of interpreting signals to the body and they work hand in hand and you'll be wondering what happened to this person. I gave you just water and the pain is gone. So because you've told them that, you've given them that information, you've told them I'm giving you something for this pain and they say, okay, they've given me something for pain. Mm. And you'll be, it's not as if the pain wasn't there originally. It was there. So, so is it that the medical practitioner must have come to that conclusion that this person's mentality is not working? I know. I've so, done every other thing well, and this person's not recovering. So I think and there's, a, there's a caveat to, to that. Okay. Um, there are times that actually it's not that there isn't something wrong with them. It's just mm. that there isn't something physically wrong, wrong with them. Okay. Many of these people will still need expertise from mental health practitioners. Okay. Because even though there's nothing physically wrong with them, their brains are interpreting signals. signals yeah. And they feel the pain as much as someone who actually okay. has physical pain. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that there's nothing wrong with them and they don't need help. It's just that but there's it's a nothing. Mental it's issue. a mental it's thing. Issue. And yeah. they do need help. So the practitioner, the medic would have identified this. Yes. You mm-hmm. know. And yes. Then, yes. Okay, this person is, is a mental issue. Yes. But Okay. So how I how is he sure that that placebo effect thing or the placebo therapy is the way to go? Um and at what point does he does he say that oh I need to refer you to a medical to a mental health professional? So placebo, we most commonly use placebo for um some Cases where it looks more like it's a um, addiction in my in quote someone is trying to yeah put up a pretense or trying to um, make up a medical condition to mm. meet an end. Okay. That also is slightly different. So in that case, we know that there's we've run tests and we can see that there's physically nothing wrong with them, okay. or we've seen them over and over again with the same complaints, tested them several times, and. More often than not, there will be something else in the picture. Or maybe it's a student who is in a boarding school and is trying to get away from exams and wants to go home. Mm. Or someone who wants to leave the environment where they are. You know, someone who is trying to bribe their way into a vacation. Or someone who is trying to bribe their way out of prison. Interestingly, <laughs> we see a lot of things. So, But there's usually an incentive in the picture or something they're trying to get away from. Yeah. And they put up a pretense. So in, in that case, there's actually mm. nothing wrong with them. They're not feeling anything wrong with them, but they're putting up a pretense of um, a symptom to get away with something. So it's in that case that we actually use a placebo. So we tell them, oh, yeah, we've, we've, we found this yeah, and that. No, yeah, isn't really. yeah, isn't the, men, the mental route to treat us <laughs> in a way? Because in this, sometimes I would just feel like someone just sent in a message saying, uh, good evening, Kolawale and the honorable medical professionals in the studio. It is possible that we... That what we eat and drink affects our mental health. Uh, I realize I get angry easily when I drink energy drinks. Um, oh, yes. I usually avoid shouting, but once I drink a can, I'm open to yelling. So it's possible. <laughs> and this is coming from Folabi from Ikui. So, I mean, what you drink, I mean, energy drinks are meant to be um, Ex- stimulants, the right? Yeah, they are stimulants. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they give you a burst of energy. Yes. I know athletes use and them take a lot. Away your inhibitions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so when it comes to you, how does it affect, to what degree does it affect your, your mental stability? Um, propensity to be short-tempered at that point. Um, people on the streets of Lagos, they take a lot of energy drinks, you know, yeah. in traffic and all of that. Any small thing, you want to exchange blows in traffic. Um, so what you drink, would you agree that it's, it's, it's a big contributor to 
your well-being, what you eat. Yes. In, in terms of emotions now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, you mentioned energy drinks. The, yeah. The... In, I mean, the word is energy Hyperactivity. <laughs> what does it do? What does, so when I say energy drinks, what does it do? It I know it has caffeine in it. So, right? so it stimulates like this energy drive and burst of energy in yeah. your body that may not, not necessarily be um, a good thing, especially if it is prolonged, recurrent mm. and sustained. Yes, yeah, sustained use. Um, so the, it kind of lowers your inhibition. And this is also similar, although not exactly, but... Um, similar to the type of thing that psychoactive substances give to some, mm. they kind of lower your inhibitions and just release these bursts of energy. And sometimes it can even be short-lived, such that after that burst, you're now drained uh, yeah. uh, and you feel just remorse, exhausted. Yeah. And so yeah. it's not it's and, it's not exactly sustainable. And sometimes okay. it could also impair with your uh, impair with your sense of rational reasoning and judgment. So you just mm. see yourself behaving irrational and by the time all of it wears off your system you'll be wondering what happened mm. is this me how did i get to this point so interesting basically what we eat affects us how about where we are affecting us so oh. if i'm in the bush <laughs> i'm more security conscious or if i'm walking in the dark i'm more security conscious i'm watching my my six um my ear. I'm not listening to any music at all. I want to know what is happening, you know. Because you mentioned an example of people traveling abroad and then they behave, you Same. know, in in accordance to they the norm, the rules. But when they touch down at Ikeja, you know, it changes. So you're more you're more aggressive and past defensive. Um. So how does your? Uh, I'll throw it to Otis now. How does your environment influence your well-being? Okay, well, uh, like, like like I say, I think we are we, we are used to the fact of uh, like keying into the the culture or the, the the present states or how things are being done. We are mostly we are mostly wanting to adjust ourselves to key into what's already in existence. Uh, like what you said, I, I remember when I when I was traveling and I, I we did a transit in uh i think in france or so and it was very orderly but the moment we, we entered into nigeria <laughs> there was no no more queue same people uh, same people yeah same people but people on transit when we did transit everybody was so ordered on a very straight line you know but the moment we just got here the whole line scattered everybody is fighting and all so people have this mentality like uh okay this place what's the culture in this place this is how things are done. And this is how I should do my own thing too. I follow suits. Do you think it's a survival thing? Uh, that kicks in at some point because you feel like if I don't do craze like this, I might, just sleep here. I might miss out on, on yeah, the goodies. Yeah, people, you know? people feel if if I am too calm, people see me as being weak or so. Like if I'm in a place where everybody's dogged, everybody's trying to fight, everybody's... is, And you, you won't see that when, when you're driving on the road. Nobody wants you to come and come to their front yeah. they feel they feel cheated you feel like a mumu yeah if someone and comes in to fact someone had virtually had to tell me that until you tell me please you will not enter my front wow. <laughs> so and so it's a mentality and it, this is what they have seen that they are used to it this is what happens here and so we keep on living this way but when they leave this place and they go elsewhere say outside the country they kind of like understand okay here 
here things are more orderly they are being watched their cameras tvs yes. everywhere you know so you so, yeah. so so when the external forces like like laws regulations and all yes. of that there has to be a little confidence in these um, institutions or systems yeah okay okay let me so, give you so are you saying that so, sorry to yeah. sorry to button that you're saying that so i just want to know and then you give me your 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 yeah. uh, response to the question um how those who make the rules at the top affect our well-being because yeah. they want to legislate on these these rules and regulations but let me hear your thoughts on that and then of course waiting on on the one i just said yeah so so the fact is the 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 order or the rules or regulations that are placed have a very very key role to play in the lives of everyone you know like we mentioned you see the cigarette that it is written there smokers are liable to, to die young people are even smoking more with that whole regulations and all now i remember when there's this traffic light there were like cameras there when you get to a traffic light if you if you're if you've not renewed your papers you get an sms immediately you're going to pay money that kind of regulated everybody that period like nobody wants that road anyway sorry now the next street they yeah, switch back to yeah i i could i could not believe when i when i got a text message that i was yeah. going to pay some amount of money i was like what's this and actually, I went online, and yes, I had to even pay that money. So I don't even wait for my pass to even expire anymore. When it's like mm. two, three months to, I've already renewed my papers. So those laws and regulations, we don't have them here. Everybody's just living haphazard. Well, we don't implement them. Do we even? If you look at, if you okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 we have them. We have them. They are not implemented. I've drive drive normally on one road in Yaba because I think there are cameras around there. Uh, Macaulay Road. Yeah, and allows yeah. us. Well. You don't, they don't. You know, we, we talk about downfall drivers and how they can be very unruly on the roads. Mm. But I'm telling you, when they're passing that road, they're all that. They, they drive <laughs> they normal. They're normal. That they follow won't, it. They, they will tell you, Emma Bolek, will, will, like, don't, don't come down from the, the bus here. This is not a bus stop. <laughs> yeah. A downfall driver will tell you that, don't come down. The one that was past, was coming to work and he was shouting to his customers. Um, passengers that they shouldn't come down there they shouldn't come down there there's not a bus stop are you are you kidding me <laughs> but the same line. person is going to s- drop people in the middle of the road literally a hundred <laughs> yards away from that point you know but let's go for a quick break we're about to wrap up the conversation this evening this is critical thinking on 91.3 okay welcome back you're listening to critical thinking on 91.3 trust you're pushing through traffic with um the amazing conversations we've been having so far it's been all about well-being and we're getting perspectives from you know, people in the medical line a quick shout out to um those who are on our x space uh, quite a number of them um shay kunle uh, i think i got another one recently from uh, sammy that's sammy xx and many more listening right now on our x space so let's come back to our uh, guests this evening on Critical Thinking. Um, Dr. Lainka, you wanted to quickly push at something before that break? Yes. Um, you mentioned earlier about how um, public figures or celebrities sometimes affect our health-seeking behaviors. Yeah. And I recall lately seeing a post um, in the news about King Charles and, and yeah. how he came public about his diagnosis of prostate cancer. Was it prostate cancer? Yeah, I heard it. it he had an enlarged prostate, prostate, and then, um, but the cancer. We're not very sure what the cancer is. Okay, um, I, I believe I saw a news article that mm. actually because last um, time I checked, it was because I was speaking with 
um, our friends at the BBC in London. Okay. And then, you know, the the report was that he had been treating an enlarged prostate, and then uh, along the line, they realized he had a cancer. Yeah, yeah. So we're not even very sure what. Okay, okay. So, but um, the effects where I'm going is the effect that mm-hmm. that had. Um, the people of the United Kingdom are going to be like, um, that's our king, and he's coming out to tell us he has a yeah, health exactly. challenge. Exactly. People don't talk about all those kinds I mean, of things. I mean, it makes them more confident to talk about their own health challenges mm-hmm. and even go and get help when they need yeah, to. If my king true. is getting help, then who am I not to get help? Yeah. So it does have a positive effect. True, true, it's, true. It's the same way when you see certain celebrities, they say, oh, this person had this procedure, aesthetic yeah. procedure, then it gives other people confidence. There was one, so, I don't want to mention name. there was one who did um, this, um, is it a, a procedure? She went under the knife to do some fat reduction or something. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, yes. and she yeah. came out and she was very positive about it. Positive about it. And there's you so know? many people that have been struggling with that whole weight loss yeah. thing that reached out and like, oh, I need help. And that gave them the confidence that they needed to mm. get the help they need. So, yes. So, so we need, we need celebrities there. or mentors or people, public figures to come out, especially when it comes to mental health. Let them publicly say, see, I'm going for... for I'm not even going through it. You don't even need to go through it before you you see a professional because, um, like I said, on, on, in Lagos, just drive from here to the mainland, you see many people who need it, you know? And that's even the one that are uh, evident that there's some issues where it's not evident, but I think it's just like you going to, going for a routine checkup, you know? It should be part of your routine checkup. If you're checking your system out, your blood pressure, your vitals, sugar levels, salt levels, and so on and so forth, you should check for your mental state. Nigerian it should be a full package, often. is what I think. Yeah. You always wait until the last minute when you're having critical situations, emergencies, then you show up in hospitals. You need to make it routine to just check mm. yourselves out. Okay, so our time is fast spent. Six o'clock, we need to go. But ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you very much for being our guest. Thank this you evening. for having I know us. you guys um, have a foundation. Um, but hopefully in the future we will dwell more on that. But just give us a quick two, one, two sentence about that, that project. Okay, so it's called the Healthy Heart Foundation, uh, kicked off in 2021. Um, and we've been managing patients and just servicing as many patients as we can, financially dependent patients. Mm. So from across the country, so not just limited to Nigeria, but um, to Lagos, sorry. But um, we do cardiovascular procedures, surgeries for pediatric and adults. Okay. Um, and we work out of first cardiology consultants. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. We reach out through teaching hospitals. We have individuals that just write us. We have a website. Mm. We have email addresses as well. So they just send us information and we try to process them in. And, and this is purely funded by contribution? Contributions. We have a board. Um, <laughs> that pulls their personal funds most times. Um, but then we reach out to individuals. Corporates have started coming through to assist with this cause. Um, and it's been purely funded individuals and the board. Basically. Okay. Um, well, we'll talk about can can this my gadget not add to my mental <laughs> stress? Um <laughs> So we'll, we'll talk about, yeah, um, I, I'm going to do stuff. I'm going to, anyway, just signaling that something has to go up. Right. But but thank you very much. Um, and well done on what you do. Thank we look forward to having you again. And I, I will do my own lobbying, <laughs> you know, so you guys can come on a proper health show awesome. yeah. as health professionals. And um, I mean, I mean, people out there who need 
these procedures and they don't even have the fund or the resources to to make it happen it's only if you're you're experiencing it that you know that these there's a different life out there for people who are struggling with these challenges you know but it's all good it's all about wellness be aware of what is normal for you and when things become abnormal you take action quickly because time is of essence when it comes to to your well-being so that's about it this evening on critical thinking my name is Kola Wale thank you to Dr. Lainka Cynthia Otis and Grace thank you. and uh, thank you thank you thank you we look forward to having you again thank sure. you very much your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.